This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and I'm like eating an omelette with garlic aioli just before a siesta. And over the course of the season, I don't really feel like I got to know who you really are. But I'm James. Welcome along to Sissy That Pod. Today we're discussing Drag Race España, the finale of Ole of Drag Race España. And today we're joined by Gail Gorey, aka Keen Griffin, who is an Irish language influencer. And we basically break down all things in the finale and the reunion. Yeah, we chat through kind of our overarching experience. Like, there's, there's, all, there's never a huge amount to talk about in these finale episodes. We kind of like go deep and have a chat about like the season overall and do a bit of a, a, a compare and contrast old English essay style with some of the other um, drag race drag race franchises. Um, and yeah, I mean, overall, I'm very, very happy with this one. It was a bit of a mess, like a bit of a hot mess, but it was... Mm, happy with the winner. Enjoyable. Happy with the winner and overall happy with how the season sort of shook down. Yeah, I have to say, even though I think some of the franchises have been a bit rough, maybe around the edges, mm. I think in terms of international comparability or you know, competitiveness, I'd say Envy Peru and Carmen Ferrella would be as good as like Simone or, you know, Lawrence Cheney. Like, I think they're up there. No, absolutely. Um, I would say that, and I'd say as a as a franchise, as a as a whole franchise, I would say if we're doing Captain Planet comparisons, and we are, Spain would definitely be heart. Keen is too young for Captain Planet, and I'm going to die. I don't even know what to do. Well, let's welcome to the podcast, Gail Gorey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gail Gorey, thank you for coming back on the show. Uh, coming into the finale of Drag Race España, which were you Team Carmen, Team Sagittarius, or Team Killer? Thanks for having me. Um, I think I'm surprised to say that I'm Team Carmen based on my first impression of her. If that makes sense, I just I'm really okay. really impressed by what she turned out. Like not what I expected in the best way. Mm-hmm. Definitely Team Carmen. Um, and I got a spoiler the first time in like six years <laughs> that I've seen the winner in advance. But yeah, I'm happy it was Carmen. <laughs> I, I was the same. I got a spoiler on Instagram earlier today before I watched it. Um, and I can't say I was overly surprised. Yeah. Like I did think going into it, it was very, like it was kind of like Drag Race Holland as well. And even Drag Race UK season yeah. one where you kind of knew, kind of like this is who's going to, this is good, who's going to come out of it. Um... But I think I was surprised over this episode by kind of like some of the vulnerability we saw from Carmen because she has been kind of like an ice queen throughout the, the season and just sort of sliced right through it. Um, so it was nice to see that like other side um, also that mega bitch side. Like, I don't feel like I know you. Think about yeah. that on the runway. Whoa, <laughs> what a comment. But I agree with her. I agree with her. In my notes. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I have significantly less to say about Sagittarius. Not because I, I don't like her. She is, I look forward to her, but I just don't really know her enough to have much of an opinion on her. Yeah, I think because I think her being so young, there is just a, like there's a bit of growing yeah, to do. And yeah. I think she'll develop more of a character. Like I think 
she she's so focused on looks and maybe has learned more about herself in this competition that maybe she'll be able to take on. But yeah, she didn't have a huge amount to say. Meanwhile, Killer had too much to say. But anyway, <laughs> I'll let Keen take back over at the formal of the show. <laughs> no, but I feel Carmen uh, walked in and kind of was like, I've won this. I own the show now. RuPaul can't write lyrics to save their life. You know, guys, what do you think we think about each other now? Oh, you like this? Oh, you think this? Well, I don't know you. Like, I feel she was just basically running the show at that point because she was mm-hmm. like, I've got this in the bag. I know we're skipping, we're flying ahead, but like her reaction seemed really, really genuine. I mean, she, I think she seemed shocked to an extent. Like she was overwhelmed. But yeah, I did kind of get the, there was a bit of a arrogance, but I think it is warranted in her case. She absolutely embarrassed the other two of the final lip sync. I mean, she was pulling out tricks here and there and was like word perfect. And the other two just sort of were like floundering beside her, like two unwell yeah, choreographed yeah. backing dancers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we started off, they, they realized that they are the metal donas. Uh, the, they were kind of together in episode two and they're back together again. And then we kind of jump into the Tic Tac moment, the podcast format kind of thing um, you're skipping right past rupaul's tefl class where they have to like teach carmen <laughs> how to like speak in english for 10 minutes oh and also <laughs> the message from valentina yeah who could have shaved that was a choice and i was looking for a reference i was like oh is this you know frida the, the eyebrow frida's eyebrow but then she took off the mask and i was like like that, they look like cubes <laughs> on her face, and that's coming from me. Like really I have did. a patchy ass beard, but that was a choice, Valentina. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, what it kind of said to me was like this: this is the level of like consideration she yeah. has for this new Spanish franchise. <laughs> like this tells you what she thinks of it. Is that like she like if this was a RuPaul fronted franchise in like maybe like you know in, somewhere else. She would 100% have been, like, pure Camila Cabello, you know, gorgeousness. But instead, it was, like, a cheap mask you'd get at the Tills and Tesco covering a pubie beard. Like, come on, Valentina. It was a full-on pubie beard. But it was was so bad, I presumed I was missing something that was intentional. Like, I thought it was a choice. (laughs) Is this a reference to something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Um, We'd like you to shave it off, please. (laughs) Because in the reunion, we get a, a video message from Alexis Mateo, who gives us full drag and, you know, really nice message. Why did they choose to put that in the reunion and Honestly. keep, you know, hairy old puby Valentina for the finale? I think it's because they wanted to be able to have that connection between Valentina and the Work the World Tour and Sagittarius. So, like, they could have that, like, line up. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I do think Alexis Mateo w- feels like she would have been a better queen to have, like, as the video message in the finale. Um, just by, like, the impact she's had, the way she's been around for so long, kind of, like, her heritage. I mean, for her and Valentina, their heritage is both really important. But I would say that Val- Valentina is more like, like, LA yeah, slash Latina, whereas Alice, uh, um, Alexis Mateo was very much just very just like Latina drag. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't get it though. I was, I it was disappointing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was really evident in, in their video messages. Like, Alexis was so obviously proud to be there and she was so happy to see that this was a thing for like Drag Race Estania. Um, but Valentina, it was clearly just a paycheck yeah. for her. I don't know, it was just awkward. I hated it. And I love Valentina. Yeah, I was thinking maybe it wasn't even a paycheck and that's why she gave such a half-hour job. Because I was like, 
If I was Judith and I paid and I got oh, that, maybe. I'd be like, sorry, I'm going to be invoicing you for my money back. Yeah. So yeah, in the Tic Tac Lodge, Killer speaks about her time at Catholic school, teaching a class until she was kind of asked to leave for being gay. And then Carmen speaks about sort of a less fortunate financially upbringing and never being able to go to design school. Whereas then kind of, you know, Sagittarius just spoke about wanting to drag because of Valentina. So Sagittarius lacked that sort of like vulnerable depth that RuPaul searches all the time. And also, is this, I can't remember about Thailand, but this is the first offshoot that hasn't even had a whiff of RuPaul, no message, no video, nothing. Not even like, not even a whisper, not even a whisper. I was going to say not even a whisker, but I don't think that's the correct, I think whisper is right. (laughs) Um, I, I, I felt like this is, this is, I was thinking about this after I was watching, I was like, do you remember when they made the first season of the US office and they like stuck really, really rigidly to the format of the UK to the, to the extent where they literally like, they gave the same like David Brent hair to Michael Scott and they, and then like once they freed themselves up from that, it really found its stride and became great. Like, I think that all season they've been quite good about doing their own thing and I feel like they constrained themselves too much like I don't think there was any need for that tic tac or that muffin lunch or whatever it was like they they could I I would have I would have said that this episode probably could have been a like reunion slash crowning rather than having the two separate episodes because I don't think like that what what even was that lip sync challenge to you wear it well like the most important drag skill you learn of your entire uh, life is to lip sync in English. I don't know. Yeah, and obviously I don't think they did well because half of that video was in the dark. I think they were trying to cover it up. <laughs> I think it was all silhouettes. And <laughs> yeah. we asked you on because you you oh. love the verse writing challenges. So I was like, oh yes. no! After all this, they didn't even write a verse. They just yeah. read to repeat Rue's tacky lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh it was yeah it was a weird choice i do like honestly yeah i love that challenge but i'm kind of i when they first said you know you're good at singing in english i just had a horrific image of them having to write english lyrics <laughs> now the choreographer guy i spent a lot of time being like do i like him do i not like him is he good is he not good and i landed on he's shit but i love him <laughs> just thought, pretty privileged <laughs> like the way he'd stick his tongue out and do the dance moves while the queens were doing them you know he made poor killer do a fucking pop squat i was like poor killer that's like a, a joe wicks body coach move she had to do and then sagittaria got proper whiplash from whipping that wig around i was like they're not good dance moves the way that like them. the supreme and, and the the choreographer carmelo were, were standing there on the side and the queen they were just basically they were just like dance for us yeah. and then like after a minute after a minute they're like stop stop no yeah. stop <laughs> and he'd go over and he'd be just like the same kind of like punch down punch out punch yeah. down punch out routine to all of them and I, I've obviously I've never had a choreography experience before but it seemed so chaotic doing it live on the spot like I don't think that's how it's meant to work like, no, it was so chaotic kind of like weird thing of like show us what you got and then like we'll improvise and you get some idea that it's meant to be like improvised choreography and they're going to add some more but then it was the same yeah for all of them oh it I didn't like, see oh. anyone else do the pop squat other than killer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like what's the guy from bring it on the jazz hands guy <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no! But th- that move made me feel more like you know the emergency exits actually the main yeah. side. Yeah. Like, that was kind of the time I was getting. Um, what what's the yeah. airline? Ruko Airlines. I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ruko Airlines. Yeah, exactly. But I think for yeah. Killer, I mean, Killer was literally pulling everything out of the bag. She was like throwing herself around the place, voguing, duck walking, and then they were like, "I feel like you're holding back." And like, yeah. <laughs> she was, if anything, she needed to read it in. Meanwhile, Sagittaria was just kind of standing there like, wig this yeah. way, wig this way. And they were like, yeah, <laughs> give it to us, <laughs> queen. But like, I generally heard a sort of grunt of just sort of exertion when Killer had to do that pop squat at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't look good. She obviously can she doesn't look good doing it. Give her a break. And then as well, such a and that whiplashing hair. I was like, that looked awful. And I don't think she even did that in the end. Did you see her do it? No. No. But I mean, she, half of it she, was in silhouette. Yeah, so. she did it in silhouette. Because watching it, I was like, this looks terrible, and I'm I'm relieved because whenever I've got a few weeks, whenever I try to do hairography, they just get nodded, and I look like an idiot. But I was relieved that someone <laughs> as good as her looks the exact same. <laughs> but it was it was tactical to make that the silhouette. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hardly saw Carmen in it at all. Oh yeah, yeah, I thought she got most of the silhouette parts, and Killer and Aquaria did gave the best face. I think. Whereas Sagittaria, then when they came out, not Aquaria. <laughs> <laughs> Ten episodes. <laughs> um, but when they came out onto the stage, I thought Killer was actually quite bad and erratic, and whereas Carmen and uh, Sagittarius were better then. I'm so confused about when they filmed all of this because th- that bit that they filmed on the stage, the judges they they actually panned to the judges at one point. So you saw that the judges were watching them do that live on the stage. But then they obviously get to go back and like change into their other costume and come back. So I just I got very confused because like obviously were they then filming the green screen bit behind the scenes and then running to the stage? It, I just was like all over the place. I want to see the call sheet for that day. Yeah. That's what I'm interested in. I'd say Queens did one by one the video, and then that was all stitched together in post. But none of the judges got to see that when it was finished. So the first time the judges would have seen was. Later on, they all would, you know, they would have cut up the song and then they would have started playing that part and the queens would have come out then. And that's the first time the queens would have seen, the would have seen the queens that day. And then I think they would have had to go out and change it to the finale costumes. Okay, okay. I'll buy that. Yeah, I think maybe they filmed the reunion on that same day when all the queens were in and then, I'd say that this is not important. People do not care about this. But maybe they filmed the video, <laughs> then they filmed the reunion, then they got changed and did the runway, like the runway entrance. I thought it was a smooth transition anyway. It was kind of satisfying to watch it go from video into the stage. But yeah, well done post-production. To real life, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're never going to get that as smooth as they did for Kitty Girl and All-Stars 3. But, oh, you know, it, yeah. it was a good attempt. On stage, though, I thought it was really satisfying. Even just the, the difference in the hair aesthetic. I just loved that it was brunette, blonde, ginger. Um, I thought that was brilliant. Mm. And that killer looked great with that red hair. That was a yeah. gorgeous wig on her, mm. like looked with the best she's looked all season i think in this episode and has been on a real upward trajectory look wise yeah absolutely which of the queens were you most looking forward to see between the um the reunion and this final runway which were you kind of most excited to see back i think i was excited just to see more of macarena and drag volcano because they went so early but I think I was really waiting for Hugasio to turn the corner. I'm Honestly, based on my first impression, 
shocked that they weren't in the final three. Um, like such a Sasha Valorian style of like, this is art. And it's so like the few in my head, the future of drag like falls into that bucket. Um I thought, yeah, even the outfit was amazing. Um I'm surprised they didn't make it further, but I guess I did want more of them at the same time in the challenges. Yeah, I I like with them again that like the way their mind obviously works and the way they can put together looks and concepts and even in this final one way look like it was just like spec it was spectacular like there's a level of creativity and imagination Mm -hmm. there that you really don't get all too often with queens so like i think that ugasio will be one of those people who goes on to be like kind of sasha valorian as you were saying kind of really artistic um but in the challenges probably needed to understand a bit more about the performance side of things um, because there was a couple of moments mm. where I think they were sort of second guessing themselves. Um, I was very excited to see Drag Volcano back as well because that, that sort of like carnival style look that oh, you get, yeah. it just Gorgeous. like, it's amazing. And we haven't ever seen it on Drag Race before. Yeah, I was really happy to see Macarena and I think she really got a chance to shine in the reunion. Like she did a killer reading challenge and even like when uh, when Supreme asked her, what was it like to go home first? She said, possibly the most Spanish thing I've ever heard, which was like, it felt like when you eat an omelette and garlic aioli before going for a siesta. I was like, <laughs> I don't get the reference, but cool. <laughs> I think she had a really fun finale look as well. I wonder, was that actually her finale finale look or was it just her favorite look she never got to use? I'm not really sure. Yeah, I was confused by that look because okay, like, usually you want to use that to shut that like final thing to to like showcase some sort of like like really iconic look, but that w- that was that felt like cosplay, but the, like cosplay that we'd seen before, yeah. kind of you know like yeah like yeah. Transformers, comic con like kind of thing, figure, yeah, like nothing that would say. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, it looked like there should have been a tearaway. Not that, like, tearaways are so cliche at this point, but it looked like it was going to reveal something better. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. I thought it was going to transform into something or that mm-hmm. it was going to kind of, be- yeah, become something else or, like, open up and, be- yeah. It, so there was, yeah, because it looked like a like a Power Rangers Megazord or something. <laughs> um, I'm like, I can't believe I had that reference. <laughs> Zord. Is I, that the right word? Yeah. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, did you notice in the reunion when um you know Supreme was like, Oh, were you surprised to go home so early, Drag Volcano? And she was like, Yeah, I was because I'm extremely talented. The producers put in a dum dum right after that. I was like, How rude <laughs> How rude <laughs> There are I've noticed in the in the country like spin offs that editing is a lot more risque. It's 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 more enjoyable. Like it's kind of chaotic, yeah. But it's 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 enjoyable. <laughs> so chaotic. As you know by now, we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, which is home of to all of our gorgeous sibling podcasts. And the one we want to share with you today is Pints of Malt. It is for guys shooting the breeze catching up with each other and they're all kind of really funny and witty and they have great banter so if you want a podcast to kind of have on the background that you can sort of keep yourself company laugh along with, with people who you don't know who you think are your friends pints of malt is a great one and here is a clip of that show okay it's jibs here from pints of malt so our podcast is basically 
group of Irish Nigerian lads who tell their stories growing up in Ireland as well as Nigeria and we share our experiences with all of y'all. We also had a bit of comedy as well, you know, to get y'all laughing, get y'all through the week in these tough times that we are in. So y'all sit back and just, you know, enjoy the show. As Jib said, we're the Prince of Mob podcast. You can find us on all streaming platforms, including the Headstuff Network. On to the best drag runway. So we can go through the looks. I suppose we've already kind of spoke about Macarena and her Transformer look. I thought it was different, um, but it definitely wasn't no. the best version of that we've ever seen. Uh, drag Volcano and that absolutely massive feather headpiece was it was like she's so tall and that was like her height again yeah. it was really really spectacular as always i always find she's a bit boring from the waist down but i think that's just the sort of style of drag she does um so yeah great to see her back yeah, yeah i like i i would be excited to go back to grand canaria and see some of those amazing carnival queens you know meandering about in the yumbo center um because like that sort of performance style is something i've never seen before and something that i haven't actually like like i'd love to go and see a proper show with them and the sort of like yeah. acrobatics and whatever's involved and i'd say it would be amazing um and it is a pity i think we didn't see a bit more from drag volcano but thinking back on the season probably no harm that they went earlier because if all they were going to do was that one thing they did they they, they didn't they had an opportunity to show us a bit of variety but they chose not to and i think that, that probably would have held them back mm-hmm. if they kept going on what did you think of Inti's final look? The sort of like kind of Aztec golden eyes around the neck and the kind of white hair. I thought it was very um, fashion, like very editorial looking. I think I thought she's great in terms of aesthetic. Bit of an attitude adjustment mm. needed, I think. But like, I, I can't remember. Is that harsh? I, her, her exit was pretty bad, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. she's done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Attitude adjustment needed. Sorry, there's so many drag race going on at the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I thought she looked great. I Once I saw it, I, I, I thought that it looked sort of like a, like a house coat. And I was like, is this like what you're putting on before you're putting on the thing you're wearing? <laughs> Okay. Um, I thought like face looked great and hair and, and, and like hair was gorgeous but the outfit I don't know I wasn't blown away with. but then again like the, the problem is when you're watching a season like this in tandem with a season like All Stars 6 the runways yeah, I agree. like the runways are just like your expectation levels like having to swap back and forth like you, you do forget that you're like right this is at a very different level because even like the best look on this runway would have been in the very bottom of the All-Stars runways. I suppose there's more concepts rather than execution that I try to judge it on in this case. It's like, I don't know if I, how many times I've seen those sort of like Incan sort of sim- symbols and stuff like that, which I thought was really sort of fun. And it really ties it to her heritage as well. So I think that's what I enjoyed about it. Another really fun entrance was Arancha Castilla Mancha with her sort of Elvira hair and the scream mask. I mean, that was really, really fun, I thought. I was just so happy to see her back. She is my favorite queen of this entire season. And like, I just like, like a compelling performer, obviously like an absolute mess. And the look was trash, but like, (laughs) 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 but but just like has such like a positive like presence. So I was, and I also terrible. I kind of was like, Oh, I kind of forgot you were on the season. And then was really like happy to, to see that energy back in the runway. But again, I mean, that is, that is like a cheap Halloween, you know, sort of what's that, yeah. Smithy's uh, Elvira costume. 
It screams. Like, it, if I would not be surprised if we took that photo and she pulled it up as her first time in drag on the film. Like, <laughs> it's very that. But I really love her. Like, she's a proper hype queen. She's so happy to be there. She's so supportive. I think she's got the camp down and hopefully this show will kind of help her maybe bring a bit more look into what she already has. Because she is a great... I really like her. I really do her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel... I, I think I remember noting that I felt her makeup was better than usual in this finale look. Um, so at least there was some growth. But again, similar to Macarena, I was like, this was not your finale look, Arantxa. You were like, I've got a few seconds. I've got to be cute. So I, I thought it was okay. Um, Ugasio Cogiente came up next. And I, I didn't get to see this for long enough because it was so ornate and it kind of looked like it was East Asian symbolism and stuff. But, you know, so detailed as always for Hugasio. Yeah, the artistry was unbelievable in it. The frame around the house or around the head, the like shoulders out on the kind of like curtain rail pole almost like just looked phenomenal. Like, so interesting to look at. Like you get so those, you get those amazing makeup artists, like the queens who do the really interesting stuff. Like we had, say, like Utica um, and Sasha Valour and that. And it's always amazing just to be like, what's going on in your head? How are you able to get <laughs> to where you are now from like looking at a load of makeup on the table? What drugs are you on? Uh, They're definitely in the same. Yeah, book. basically, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dovima was up next uh, and they had like a sort of kind of cerise pink feather boa and like a negligee on. I thought this looked good, but I was I wasn't really rated for a finale look now at all. I thought she looked very like Dita Von Teese. I think she has looked very like Dita Von Teese all, all like in every look she has. But I thought she looked gorgeous and like her face, it has this sort of like, I, I don't know, sort of like petulant expression like consistently that i think is kind of endearing um but i thought she looked great you are right i don't think it was kind of like this is my finale look kind of amazing but she looked as good as ever and yeah it was nice to see her back after her um after her her moment of of allowing sagittaria win for my notes i just wrote nice but also question mark i feel like my (laughs) issue with some of the looks are I completely allow how other people are reacting to influence my opinion. Because when she first walked out, I was like, no. Like, it reminded me of Sister oh, Sister's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scouts book. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, no, I, I do not like this. But then, like, Javier, mini Javier was just going crazy. So I was like, oh, do I like this? But I, I don't know. I think she could have looked... She's looked way better mm-hmm. over the season. Yeah, they, they all... I think they all have looked... Well, they haven't all looked better. But Dovima certainly mm-hmm. has looked better. <laughs> Well, do you know who hasn't looked better? Is Miss Congeniality herself, Poopy Poison. I thought, I was not expecting this serve from her. I was like, this is going to be some fucking tatty uh, bridal party schmuck thing. But no, Wonder Woman and the wings to go with it. I thought she looked great. Like, retweet, like, agree completely. She, I was so impressed by her. Because I honestly, I was like, oh, I don't care, to be honest. As much as I love her as a as a performer, like I would love to see a poopy show, but I'm, I've been very disappointed with her standard, but this was, this was the standard we needed for her 
to be in the top three. Yeah, I completely agree. Like was she gorgeous. was, she was like, she came in obviously with this reputation and carried herself in like the confessionals as someone who kind of had that Bianca Del Rio sort of esteem around her. You even te- mm-hmm. could tell like Supreme and the other queens that were in the competition were really like, oh, this girl is one to watch. But she never seemed to bring it to the level you were expecting. And then her runways always looked like she had like, robbed them out of someone's washing bag on her way to the runway like it never felt kind of put together and this was a little bit camp it was a little bit fun her makeup looked good it had everything that you would want from a sort of like from a queen like her on the mm. runway so i thought that this is if this is a sign of where she's taking her drag to my feeling is though i would say she will just like go right back to like her normal drag aesthetic and be like i don't need to elevate this i'm happy how i am and she'll wear that hideous Fleece jumper thing. Oh my she, God. Like, <laughs> Dolly Grip is doing what Poopy thinks she's doing. Like <laughs> she she's the aesthetic that would work, but she's not there at all. She's the deals version of Dolly Grip. But that said, I honestly wouldn't think if Poopy's aesthetic, if she had a makeup team behind her and like budget, I could see her taking Supreme's place and doing it better. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that as well. So Poopy just needs to sign up for Dolly Grip's masterclass and then it'll be sorted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always do this is me. That is the that is the that is the, the RuPaul wear a suit. <laughs> uh, yes. James, were you disappointed that Poopy won Miss Congeniality? Were you were you going for a rancher or Hugasio maybe? Um, no, no, I don't. I, I felt like it would have been between Poopy and Arantia. Um, I think if, if Poopy had gotten to the fin- to the final, it probably would have been Arantia. Um, but no, I, mm-hmm. I was I was happy enough. Like, I, I think she brought so much to the competition and did seem to be, like, well-regarded and well-liked by all the other queens as well. Um, so no, I, I was happy with her as, as Miss Congeniality. She belongs in there with Ben de la Creme and Katia. others who I can't remember. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how how many t- moments we saw of her being like the comforting voice of the mm. room. I think Arantia fits that set of criteria better. But um, yeah, I mean, she's very popular and she's to make the final. So that's kind of the main criteria. Who were mm-hmm. you rooting for? Uh, yeah. For Senorita Simpatica. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I was shocked that Poopy got it. Like, I, I'm happy. I'm happy for her, but I just in my head it was between um, Arantia and Killer for some reason, um, and I kind of thought Carmen because you know she helped so many queens throughout it, but I was like they're not going to give it to her because she's so obviously the winner. You actually did. Right, Killer was was probably the most likely to win it, but she was in the finale. But I mm. I feel like Killer had a weird relationship with the other queens where like they all sort of looked down on yeah, her true. a little bit. Yeah. And I think that like it's not that like the miscongeniality needs to be someone who like everyone like really res- like needs to be the obvious winner or needs to be the obvious front runner, but I think there needs to be a level of like competitive respect and in a way in a way I, just from being from seeing the way they interacted at the workroom it did feel a little bit like the rest of the queens kind of saw her as the run to the litter mm. even though she never didn't really deserve yeah. that because she was doing consistently well right the way through and like the criteria for Miss Congeniality is kind of unclear from over the years like season one Nina Flowers wins it and she was second place but then we've never had a final girl win it since and then it's like partially fan favourite partially actually nice person so yeah the 
the rules of what makes Christianity are somewhat unclear. Let's get on to the final three queens. I actually thought out of all the queens, the final three had some of the worst looks. I didn't really rate them much at all. Killer queens, Ursula, look. I was like, part of it is nice. And then you've stuck all this like crepe paper to it that I think looks shite. <laughs> yeah. I am over references to Ursula the Sea Witch now. I just think we've seen too many of them. And like, you know, they're kind of, I don't, they're they're just, they're becoming like a sub-genre of runway walks that basically actually means a fat girl wearing purple. Like, that's what it is. You know, and it's, you know, we're, be more creative would be my my instruction to killer in this moment and we've seen that like that like if you think was a trinity the tuck did that like kind of bubblegum splash plastic fantastic runway on on her all-stars and like kind of like so that like it's like we've already seen that sort of done better and the ursa thing is a bit overdone so i was i wasn't impressed with this also it's such a weird choice i felt to do a character when it's your very best drag Mm. And I'm so happy that you guys are also in the mindset that these were subpar because I was like, oh, I'm getting cancelled. But honestly, <laughs> I was like, come on. I-, I can't believe I'm saying it, but Poopy looks better than Carmen. <laughs> Outfit-wise. Her makeup was flawless, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. outfit-wise. Um, oh, yeah, I was... You're I was right. I was so was, disappointed. Think, I- Some things that Carmen has made for the show herself have been better than what she brought for the finale. There was an absolute lack of vibrancy. Like... I like obviously that like I wonder if that particular outfit was was worn specifically for the lip sync that was coming up like if there's some sort of tie into it Maybe or whatever. But I honestly thought I was like you know this feels like I don't know sun damaged and a bit bland and flat and like you are right like what Carmen has has had through the rest of the season is like has been like vibrant and exciting and colorful and full of character like, makeup is always beautiful yeah whereas this just felt sort of flat and i don't think it fit very well either like there was loose bits here and there maybe they just had run out of they just had run out of drag at that point they were like best drag work whatever Thank i've left you. in the wardrobe mm, it felt like the way the tool was even bunching looked very strange and just misshaped i didn't like it she looked like a christmas present that was like wrapped in the shop by the intern like that's just been there a week that hasn't learned how to wrap presents yet it was just messy the color palette looked great on her though and her oh she looked beautiful and from the neck up she was oh stunning 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 and that like that those are the blush pinks and and rose golds like look really good on her skin tone it is like but i just think that there was it was so like the overall impact of it was quite beige the most... Like when you got into the details, it was beautiful. But overall, when you kind of saw it like performing alongside the other ones, it was just a little bit sort of beige. Mm. Do you know what the most interesting thing about it was? Was when she tripped. Yes. That actually got my interest back. I was like, oh. <laughs> and the way she turned around and smiled and stuff, I was like, okay. You know, I'm, I'm buying a bit more now. But up to that, I was very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Finally, Sagittaria came out around the corner <laughs> And I feel the same wig she's been wearing for the last eight weeks. Um, she said it was Mugler. I didn't really see how it stood out to most, like some of her other looks she's had. I was at that point. I was like, for fuck's sake, where are my finale looks? <laughs> yeah, I think she's a she's like part of the you know the Jan era of like Drag Race babies that have gotten into drag because of the show. And I think her aesthetic of it, like she's very much. 
an Aquarian wannabe. That's so cruel. But it's just because of her age, she will advance. And But yeah, I think she's just wearing what she thinks is expected of drag queens nowadays. I don't know, I thought it was very, I thought it was a, a look that you reveal into for a lip sync. Yeah. I, and I also, I think you're right about, like, I think that she kind of, like, I think the thing that she thought was most interesting about that look was that it was a reference to a Mugler rather than being like, does this look good? It's like, it's like the reference is what's impressive here. And I think that is a problem with sometimes with the fashion queens where they will kind of, they will punch at these references that maybe aren't accessible to everyone and they won't really understand that actually it needs to like be visually impressive. It needs to like catch your eye when you look at it straight away. Cause I, I was quite bored and I've thought about like, like the creme Catalan was definitely the best look she's had all season. That was gorgeous, but that had like a campness to it and a fashion to it. So I think she is capable of it. She just needs to like grow a bit more and like start experimenting a bit more with the fashion stuff, but also the camp stuff. She needs to go big, I think, for the final look. She needs to go big. I had a really big volume to the under, bottom half of the dress, or else a really long train or something, because it's always been quite slim line. Yeah, yeah. I'd have I'd have been up for her doing some sort of like a big, massive princess cake gown. I think that would have been interesting to see. I see. We see Marsh in her. I think she is great. Like she's is contemporary drag, and she oh, has, yeah, completely. obviously with the the creme brulee or whatever it was called. I can't remember the name of it. Not creme brulee. <laughs> um, Creme Catalan. Creme Catalana. Mm. Creme Catalana. <laughs> that look showed so much promise. I think she just needs shaping that will come with, with age. The final lip sync song was Rocio Dorel, La Gata Bajo La Luvia. Just, I thought it, it sounded like a fun Eurovision song. I was enjoying it, like a good <laughs> ballad. But I just thought Carmen, like I said at the top of the show, absolutely killed it like her timing was great it was really slow build the slow reveal of the dress and then the quick whiplash wig reveal into that wet hair look i just was like you you deserve it i got really confused because i like turned away and missed when she like took the wig off and i was like what happened did someone throw water off <laughs> so i had to rewind oh back and God, watch again man. i was like oh no it was a wig reveal so i was kind of like either waiting for someone to throw water over her or for her to like throw water over herself but then i was like that was a that was an entertaining that was it like, we haven't had a wig reveal into into a wet look wig yet so you know that's something new bringing it to us uh bring it to us new um but yeah i thought that she was the clear front runner in that and like, I think that her form of drag, from what I can tell, not really being overly familiar with it, is probably the purest form of Spanish drag on the show, whereas the other two were a bit more influenced by, like, drag race and UK-US styles. So I think it's probably good to to reward that as kind of like, this is what, Sp- this is what drag excellence in Spain is. Yeah, it's hard to know. Like, there was such a wide range of queens across the series. It's kind of hard to know what that baseline is. But I think you might be getting this because this is where I get it from. It's kind of like, every time I see her, I'm like, that's a badass bitch at Eurovision, you know, killing it, all glamoured <laughs> up from the Mediterranean. Yeah. That's the reference I always got. So that could be probably why yeah. we, it looks like the high Spanish drag. Uh, so Carmen wins. They're all celebrating. And then we get a kiss from the Havies at the end. I was like, I don't know oh if I want that, but I liked it. But, know what I, but I also was like, that's okay. But I don't need to hear like when Javier Calvo was like, oh, I'm good at eating certain things. And then Javier Ambrosi's like, I can vouch for that. Like it was just, 
It's like, I don't need to hear about your love life. Thank you very much. Oh, I think the rides. I, I want more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only fans? <laughs> Speaking of them, did you notice during the lip sync, when she did that wig reveal, the two of them like frantically went to the notepads to write down Carmen's name. name as the winner? And I was like, surely there's there's more to a winner than a wig reveal. But it kind of shows the direction this has gone in. I was like, maybe, obviously we all knew she was going to win, but are they really going to write this down as the as the moment where they realize she's the one? This is it. This is the moment. She is the winner. Um, I actually did, I meant to say this when we were talking about the, the like performance on the runway, like the kind of big overall performance was those judges were not living to the extent that we were seeing them living to that performance of You Wear It Well. Like it was like, that was like standing on the table, cheering, crying, like Supreme got up to run off to the side. <laughs> like it was all that, that was all like unnecessarily overblown for what was quite like a mediocre nightclub performance. Yes. Agreed. It was, it was out of place. It looked, it looked like it was, I don't know. It, it was, it seemed like a piss take, but obviously it wasn't because that would be so wrong and so yeah. mean. But it, it, I was like, oh, it was, it gave me very like, come on girl, give us nothing. But they yeah. were like, <laughs> they were acting like it was their last night on earth. Oh my God. And I love a hype queen, but come on, reality check. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, you can polite, polite claps are fine. You know, polite claps are fine. But I got a real, I got a real sense of just, and I don't normally get the strikers, but I got a real sense of just family between them all and that they were all sort of like, oh, this is the end. We're not going to get to see each other every day. Like at the end of a long holiday with your friends or like coming home from the girl talk or something. And you're like, oh, we're not going to be hanging out every few days. This is sad. So I thought that was kind of nice to kind of share that feeling with the audience and even like i thought they did a good job in the reunion like that montage between all the guest judges and the behind the scenes bit and then you know javier calvo's chair collapsing out from underneath him and stuff like it kind of did show us the fun nature behind the scenes and stuff which i thought was nice no i actually and i have to say like this judging panel i thought was brilliant i really liked them all like i i I think anna looking is a brilliant kind of you know is a brilliant person to have as part of the panel and the two Havies I really enjoyed I probably would have maybe them do more of a rotating thing like um, Carson and Ross do um, because I don't think I don't think that they added enough different from each other but they are both rides from a selfish point of view I'd like to see more English lip syncs even though as an Irish speaker if there was an Irish version of Drag Race I wouldn't want English in it but I'm just I lose a bit of the fantasy because I don't have a word of Spanish except for like I kind of think we're back alone now. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and I don't know how you guys have found the um, lip syncs, wa- watching them with the subtitles, but I actually have to turn off the subtitles during the lip sync because it just shows me the Spanish words and I just found myself reading them. But I'm like, no, yeah. I have to look at the queen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I have also, like, I've enjoyed some, I think though, like, actually they've, they, they picked some great lip sync songs because there's lots of ones Multiple that like, trees. Yeah, that you yeah. would hear, like that you would hear pussy? in a. Oh, I loved pussy. That that fabulous. I, love I pussy. heard. I. <laughs> you only heard only time we'll say it. <laughs> only time we'll say that on this podcast. Bad gal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like they are the sort of they are the sort of like things you would hear in like a bar over in Spain playing in the background and not have a clue what the mm-hmm. fuck is going on. And like mm. they were super fun. Um, it would be nice to see a mix of some English language songs in there as well. Um, I think my my tip to the producers would be to like really go in on Spanish culture and like 
do mm. it in a way that kind of like you're really sh- like you're you're like embracing it like like sort of uncouple yourself consciously from the Drag Race US franchise and allow yourselves just like be more Spanish Drag Race rather than sort of this is a format we've bought so we must compete in it yes. um, to make mm. it more successful. Yeah, and I think stuff like the challenge of La Veneno and like us learning of this wonderful sort of interesting Spanish character through the show, I think that's great. And I think there's also, to your point, Gilgory, there's also Spanish songs that we know over here, like I Like It Like That by Cardi B and, you know, even like Last Ketchup. That even you can, They can say in Spanish, but they're probably just more global hits yeah. in yeah. non-Spanish speaking words that they could also pull out as well, I think. And of course, there's mm. the Christina Aguilera Spanish language album and all yeah. of all of Shakira's stuff. So, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Gregory. Where can people find you online? What do you have coming up? All that sort of stuff. Um, no worries. Thanks for having me again. Um, Instagram, Gregory. I I don't know if you've seen it. I, I, TG Carr just released a kind of documentary series about gay Irish speakers, so you can catch me in drag in that. Um, and oh, also, exciting. it's been released onto the player at the moment. It'll be on okay. TV in like September, but they, on the TG Carr player, it's called Achok Ni I'll put it. I'll put a link tree link in my bio. So, Sissy, that pod has has mm. has witnessed the craning of eight. Yeah. Queen Supremes. I know. Things are flowing in. I absolutely it has. I mean it's relentless, you might say. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but, but yeah, what and I, I would say that sort of as we're as we're moving on into these franchises and we're seeing the the, di- the ways that different places and different cultures are 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 adopting the the drag race um the, the drag race franchise. Spain has definitely, I think, been my my favourite. Mm. I feel more enticed to go to Spain to see drag than I am maybe Holland or Down Under. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, oh my God, did we forget Down Under? Or is this actually nine? Oh my God, we did miss Down Under. <laughs> I knew there was one more. That says it all, people. That says it all. So that's it, nine. Nine queens. Nine sissy nine that queens. pod queens. Eight memorable ones and one key to me. <laughs> No, I, I actually think, quite like Edamine. Yeah, I like Edamine as well. Um, and actually, I wonder, like, if if I put you out to if I put you on the spot right now, could you name uh. all nine <laughs> winners? Of, oh, nine winners. Yeah, of the seasons. Okay, okay. right. The Vivian. Mm-hmm. Jada Essence Hall. Yeah. Shea Coulee. Yeah. Pri- Priyanka. Yeah. Envy Peru. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawrence Cheney, even though in, in our collective hearts it's Bimini Bamboulash. Mm-hmm. Simone, Ketamine, and Cameron Ferrara. Now, can you do the Miss Congenialities? <laughs> <laughs> Who went home first? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me all the queens down under. I was like, oh, oh God. God. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for sticking by us. I, uh, and thank you. Um, hopefully, you've enjoyed this uh, series on Drag Race Hispania. We not we can, we can tell by the numbers and everyone who listens to our main series watched Drag Race Hispania, but a good chunk of you did, which was interesting. So, yeah, if you listen to this, let us know how you feel about some of the new franchises coming out this italy 
is there the Philippines as well? Yeah. So um, are you going to be watching them with the same vigor or has uh, Drag Race Fatigue hit you? Let us know in uh, in the DMs in our Instagram page at sissy.pod. Uh, until then we'll be back with you on Saturday for the next episode of All Star 6 head over to the Fancy League on our Instagram page currently Jan is high in the charts loads of people pick thing Jan is going to excel at this girl group challenge so we'll have to wait and find out on Thursday until then have a lovely rest of your week see you love you bye, bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.